Welcome back to the Slasher Siblings Podcast. I'm your co-host, Sicily. I'm your host, Hayden. Today, we're talking about Psycho. It came out in 1960. Um, it's rated R. It's an hour and 49 minutes. It was rated an 8.5 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, it's about a Phoenix secretary that embezzles $40,000 from her employer's client. She goes on the run and checks into a remote hotel run by a young man under the domination of his mother. So we had a little bit of a mix-up. She watched the remake with Vince Vaughn. <laughs> so I'll just read. That one came out in 1998. It was rated R, hour 45, 4.6 out of 10. A young female embezzler arrives at the Bates Motel, which has terrible secrets of its own. So it sounds a little bit similar. I think so it's basically the same. the same thing because this um, description, I did not know it was a different movie until I read until I registered 1960, and I mm -hmm. said um, the movie I watched came out in 1998. So what I thought we could do, I haven't seen the remake, and she hasn't seen the original. So I figured I could read how the original goes, and then you can t tell us about the remake. Okay. And see, and tell us like if there's many differences or uh -huh. what have you. So then we'll have to, on our own, just watch the other. Yes. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I I usually ask the year. Um, when I'm like, okay, is this the movie we're doing? Yeah, is well, this the year? half the time I usually send a screenshot of it. I didn't this time. I also didn't realize that movie was the original was that like came out that long ago. Like I thought, I thought the 1998 version was, was the original. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, wait, I don't remember Vince Vaughn being in the original because I've seen clips from the original. Oh yeah, like the. That's why I was like confused when he popped up. I was like. This is. This I was is like, odd. wait, this came out around the same time as Dodgeball. Like, <laughs> about on. yeah, it was like 2001. Dodgeball came yeah, out. Yeah, right? I was like, I was like, oh, okay. I didn't question it. I didn't look up another version. Like, <laughs> I just <laughs> went with it. All right. Before we get started, read the question. Um, this 2001 film involves a religious fanatical father taking his two sons on a divine mission to kill demons. The answer is frailty. Frailty. Frail T. So, if you got that right, good job. But we do need some recommendations and stuff. Right now, we're just picking random movies. We have a couple, you know, um, recommendations still left. So, if you want us to watch and review a movie, let us know. And we'll we're literally going to gonna start writing them down so we know we'll get to it when we get to it or not. I think so. the next couple movies we have are really um, good. Yeah, we have a good September lineup, it seems. We have one dumb one in September. I think we're due. Yeah, we're due for Our a dumb one. Our last dumb one was Tusk. Depends on how you look at it. Or Rubber. Well... Purposely dumb. Purposely like, dumb. Purposely, okay, we yeah. went out of our way to watch a stupid movie. Yeah. Which reminds me, I gotta watch Rubber again. Mm, I'm good. I want to see if I feel the same way about it. Mm. Well, I'm gonna get talking about the original. Okay. And then you can tell us how it's how similar. It, how it differs from yeah. 
the re how bad. the remake I'm definitely differs. Definitely gonna watch the um, original. Yeah, for sure. Because I've been wanting to watch the original, and I thought I did. <laughs> okay, so a big thing about Alfred Hitchcock was like his movies. The music played an mm -hmm. important part. Was that the music made you feel things? And immediately, as soon as the movie starts. It's anxiety-inducing music. It's very, like, what the hell? Yeah. Because the same thing happened in the one I watched. I was like, the just bam, music. Immediately. Straight to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, then at the beginning, the main character and her boyfriend were kind of like in a... They were in a hotel room, mm -hmm. but like, you know, they were sleeping together, all that jazz, but like... The way they were talking made it sound like someone was cheating in mm -hmm. some way. But then they were talking about how the girl's never been married and he just got out of a divorce or something like that. And I'm like, why are they acting so weird? Because immediately, this yeah, movie. Yeah, this Im Immediately, this movie makes you feel anxiety and then immediately confusion. Did you see the guy's butt? No. Oh. Well, this movie, they show the guy's butt. And I was well, like, I didn't see that. Well, there's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. First so, one. She gets to work. And I just want to say, before we get too much into it, uh, there's, a, there's a split second right when after she leaves the hotel room mm -hmm. and she's heading to work, mm -hmm. you'll actually see Alfred Hitchcock standing outside the window. Oh, that's cool. He, he does little... He doesn't, like, have parts, like, full-on parts in the movie. Like, some directors will like give Stephen him a King? part. Yeah. He no, does he that. he does um, background stuff. Okay. You'll just Stephen catch him King in the background. Has, like, little cameos, right? Is that what you Depend call Depends. Yeah, because I mean, Creep Show. He had a full-on part in it, and there's certain movies where he has an actual legit speaking part and stuff. Alfred Hitchcock just stands in the background, and he's just there. In the movie It, he was the bike shop. Yeah, the um, bike shop owner owner yeah and actually i didn't realize that was stephen king until dad was like you know who that is right i was like no stephen king yeah <laughs> i didn't really realize what he looked like at the time when it came out but i just wanted to say that when she got to work she had a, she said she had a headache mm -hmm. and her other um co-worker was like you know, I can give you some medicine. It's not uh -huh. aspirin, but it's tranquilizers. I was like, I'm not aspirin, sure but they said the same line in this movie. It, hey, the remake might be shot for shot. It's honestly so far exactly pretty like, much the same thing. Okay. Yeah. I just thought it was funny. She was like, oh, I don't have aspirin, but I have these tranquilizers. They'll Ooh, work. These? <laughs> but uh, that guy came in. He wanted to buy what was it, a house or something? Uh huh. And he was like, he was weird. He was really cocky with his money. He's he like, he I don't care, carry around more money than I can afford to lose. And then he like spends the rest of the movie being pissed that he lost forty thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah. I was like, dude, okay, okay. calm down. You're trying to impress this woman, head. and she literally has zero shits to give to you. Yeah, zero. And he's flirting with her the whole time. He's being, he's creeping me out. Yeah. On my end. On my movie, I was like, what is this dude's problem? If somebody ever came up to me and started talking to me like that, I'd be like, sir, kindly fuck off. Fuck off. Thank you. So in the next scene, she's putting the money in her purse, going to take it to the bank, and we think that, okay, that's going to happen, you know. But she goes home starts packing. She's packing everything. She's packing, packing. Yeah, and she throws it in the car, and she just takes off. 
uh-huh. immediately. And that scene was like kind of a cool scene in a way. The 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 way the reason I wrote it down was because I like how you can see the internal struggle of like, should I do this and should uh-huh. I run away? But I really want to do it. Like I need them. I I could start a new life, start over, blah blah blah. But should I? Should I just go? You know, do the right thing or? You could see she's flip-flopping yeah. back and forth, and I, I like that. And then <laughs> she's she decides to go, you know, throws her shit in the car, starts going. The boss sees her uh-huh. at the crosswalk. He's like, oh, jig is up, lady. You're screwed now. But he just looked at her, double, did a double take, uh-huh. and then was like, ah. Uh, she's good. She's good. I don't care. But it was kind of weird that, like... Where was he at? Like, During, did did yeah. she drive in front of her workplace? Maybe, which would be kind of stupid. Would be stupid, right? But if not, where were they that, you they know, they just paths. happened to meet? Like, that's a total coincidence. I don't know. That's a good question. But, um, then she, you know, is driving along and she starts getting tired, so she pulls over and the police officer wakes her up. Uh-huh. Actually, that's not a bad thing. Like, that she pulled over. No, that's a opinion. good thing that she pulled over, Because yeah. sometimes I've been so tired driving where I'm like, I should probably pull over and sleep. And I don't. <laughs> uh, okay. And I don't. Um, but that, when the police officer was like, you, sh-, you know, there's like motels and stuff around here. I was like, um, she didn't want to wreck or like put other people in danger, sir. Yeah. And I mean... It was also kind of a good way to be like, oh, now it's really over. You know, yeah. the boss called. And You're screwed. Yeah. But, you know, she gets out of that too. Starts going again. And uh, the cop is just following her. Uh-huh. And then luckily takes, you know, a different route. But then she gets to the place, the rent or the used the car. car place or uh-huh. whatever. And he's just watching her. Yeah, from across the street or something. Like, I don't understand what's this. what this dude's problem is. He's probably but got a little inkling. I should say that I have seen this before, but a very long time ago to where I don't remember. I didn't remember much except, you know, the f- most famous scene out of the entire movie. Yeah. And uh, I just want to say that, like, a lot of this is basically like I'm watching it for the first time. Because it's been, I don't know like almost 20 years since I've seen the movie it's been a long time uh-huh. anyway so yeah he's just watching her I don't really think I mean I guess she was kind of acting weird but like I don't think she acted weird enough for you to want to follow her and stalk her and stuff no especially if she said she, like she was literally sleeping yeah so tired Whatever. I, I mean I only I'm only defending her so much because I would do the same. Like, I get it. I'm a sleepy girl, too. Right. So she jumps in the new car, almost drives away without her luggage, and then starts driving again, right? The guys were being weird with her at the car place. Someone chasing you? Yeah. They kept saying that. They they kept saying that in Mm -hmm. this one, too. But um, when she was driving, I really liked the... I don't know if it was in the new one or not but there was a voiceover of like different people talking about marion what i mean is like you yeah could, you could hear the boss's voice saying in the like back. in the background while she was driving 
and yeah. you could hear the boss being like well she didn't show up for work today is she in yet like blah 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 and then like it would switch to like i think it was her sister and be like oh she's you know just gone this is worrying and like you i just liked like it was almost as if there was like some sort of conscious yeah conscience like her, thing her her guilt or something or, yeah her but guilt. it also the conversation sounded so real that it could have been actual discussions being ha being Be had yeah. between the people yeah. so it was like a it was a really cool scene and then and she finally arrives at Bates Motel uh -huh. which in all intents and purposes seems like a normal motel yeah, yeah. nothing really gives you no. weird vibes like the people before Norman Bates seemed weirder than Norman yes the way they were asking her questions, like the cop and the dude at the they seemed, car place. Yeah, like the dude at the car place really, like... He was strange. I was like, what is he doing? What, do you, what are you running from? Yeah. Shit like that. And Don't fucking worry about it. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> but then he, she gets to, like, the murderer. And, it, and it's we normal. all know, we all know, you know, Norman's a murderer. Yeah. That's just how it is. But, like, he gets to the the murderer and he's, like, the most normal one. Yeah. So he, she arrives at, you know, Bates Motel, and it's, you know, normal. I mean, he gets a little awkward, but that could just be played off as, like, he doesn't see very many people. Yeah. It's just that he's just kind of awkward in general. But he offers to make her dinner, some sandwiches and stuff, takes her into the parlor. I thought they were going to, like, fall in love. You thought so? I mean, it seemed like it. It the seemed like it, yeah. The vibes were there. Yeah. They were vibing. But... You know, he offers to make her dinner, and they go into the little parlor with the stuffed birds, and... That... No. There were stuffed birds? Yes. Stuffed owl. Yep. That's an immediate red flag for me. <laughs> if you're inviting me anywhere, and you're like, and you're come into, eat here, and it's and a bunch of... And you're into taxidermy? And you're... You are showing me taxidermy animals. I'm fucking leaving. <laughs> big red flag. Big bid red, yeah. Bid red, red flag. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but this is also kind of a cool first meeting of Norman. Yeah. Because it kind of shows like how Norman's normal. Yeah, he seems really normal in in the beginning. Or well, just in general, in really. all intents and purposes, you know, Norman is normal he's the normal one yeah we find out later it's a little it's a little yeah it's a little more it's a little in more detail yeah and then he runs up to make the food and whatever and he and she um marion is her name right yeah marion um overhears norman arguing with his mother yeah saying like why do you have a woman blah 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 you're gonna sleep with her aren't you and he's like no it's just she's a customer i'm making her food blah 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 and she you could tell that she was kind of like distraught hearing the argument yeah. between norman and his mother because i mean it's not like she's there to you know ruin anything she's there to literally sleep and leave in the morning yeah so i think it just made her feel bad and then you know Norman, you can tell, is a little upset by arguing with his mother. Uh-huh. But 
you know that's just kind of understandable yeah <laughs> just kind of how it goes and then he hesitates to go into the bedroom and it's kind of gentlemanly yeah in yeah. a way mm -hmm. but we also find out later that that was probably because his mother did not want him trying to sleep with her or mm -hmm. something but like in a way it seemed at at first glance it seemed like gentlemanly not to go into the place with the bed with a woman so you know it didn't seem like he was like expecting anything you know yeah and then they go into the parlor you know the stuffed birds and everything and they're having what seems to be a normal and pretty good conversation but he starts to go off on a little tangent and he says we all go a little mad sometimes mm -hmm. which that's a pretty famous line it everyone's is. heard that line mm -hmm. but like you could kind of tell that like he might not be all there question yeah did the mad hatter say that as well is he said something similar we're all mad down here okay or we're all mad here so it's similar okay but um go ahead with what you're saying yeah so he's you know it kind of shows that he's not quite all there in his head yeah but he's still presenting as normal mm -hmm. but he starts peeping on her creeper and there's actually a uh, fear fact about her bra color Oh, that's, great. that seems like like interesting that's coming up later so this is the moment where you really will see the fear fact that's why i'm saying it now but it was he, yeah he was obviously a little creeper and it's obvious that this is not the first time that this no. has happened <laughs> I he, love that. he had the hole already behind the picture and so on and so forth but then then came the very next scene which has to be one of the it has to be the most popular scene out of anything horror mm -hmm. and that's the shower scene where norman bates's mother comes in stabs marion in the shower and it was so famous and so well done and scary what have you that liter literally people stopped taking showers they would <laughs> they would either only take baths and i'll go more into detail on that because it's a fear fact too but like this scene is so terrifying that people like were actually had real fears of like of showers shower. and, and stuff because of this scene i mean it's still kind of a fear for me like you i mean, know what I mean? this this movie is uh uh, six, 63 years old and it's still a genuine fear did you just do that math in your head yeah cool yeah, 23 I, plus I 40 born with that. but anyway <laughs> 1960 <laughs> I to, that gene 1960 to 2000 is 40 and then add 23 63 and i don't work like that i gotta uh, use my fingers i can only do it with, like i have to take the three off of you 23 you literally sat there and Winked one eye shut, and we're like, "Yeah, easy math." That would take me at least three minutes to figure out. <laughs> okay. Anyway, sixty-three years old, and it's still today a genuine fear. Yeah. Like people are literally scared of like. Yeah. 
shower of some Good people thing coming in. my cat in. sits outside the shower. Exactly. I have that problem, guys. Well, Echo does too, so. It, they all take turns. Pretty sure that Echo would scare somebody Punk, away. Pumpkin sits on the toilet. He's it's so funny scary. that Echo, like, sounds scary, but then, like, I mean, yeah, he bit me before, but, like. <laughs> That's because you, you had a toboggan on. No, not, not when he bit me in the face. I had, okay, don't I, make Echo sound bad on the no, podcast. No, no, he, he, I didn't have anything. I was holding, he didn't know me. He didn't know, he did I, not I know I met him, like, the day before or something. He did not know his uncle hated. And all I was all I was doing was holding Ginger uh-huh. down for him to sniff uh-huh. her, and then he didn't like it apparently, yeah. and he bit me in the face. But they're best it, friends now. Echo would never do that to Uncle Hayden. And He's then, come a long way in three years, everybody. Do and then not. like a year later, he bit me in the butt. But that's because you walked in the house with a toboggan on. You sure know better. It's my house. <laughs> both you bitings. It. Both bitings were in my house. Deserved both of them. Anyway, anyway. Um, he has bit me before, but like. It's not like he's ravenous. He's the world's biggest baby. Yes. He wants to sleep. And he eat sounds cheese. very scary. Yep. When he growls and barks, but then if he bit you, it'd be like, "Go away," yeah. <laughs> and then that'd be the end of it. It's Ow. not like, it's not like he would bite you, hang yeah. on, and rip your calf no. open. No. But if he came, if someone came in trying to hurt you, pretty sure he'd switch really quick. Oh yeah, he would. But he, I don't want people to think he's mean. He's he's a very, very big, sweet. He's hesitant around men. Baby. He's hesitant around men. But, but I like he doesn't, that about him. He doesn't have a bad streak with men, really. He just doesn't like men, period. I support it. More so like old ladies, but. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, That's so my baby. I, think, I think you'll be okay. Honey would even, like, rip their toes off. She'd punch him in the face. Yeah, I was going to say, get up and punch him in the face. Anyway, so Bates' mom kills her. And then there's the scene where he's getting rid of the body. Tell me how, how similar it is in the new one. Okay. So the stabbing happens. Yeah. He rips down the shower curtain, puts the body on the shower curtain, wraps her up in it, puts her in the trunk of the car, pushes the car into the uh-huh. swamp. Uh-huh. And then goes back and mops everything up. Yep. Is that how yep. it happened? Mm-hmm. Okay. I really like that scene because it showed, like, how far Norman's willing to go for his mother. And it also shows, like, this is calculated. Yeah, and I was like, when the murder was happening, at first I was like, oh, she's naked and ouch, I can feel that. You know, like, I can feel the stabs in my back. And then I was like, who the fuck is this? Yeah. I could not figure out who the hell, like, was the murderer until the end. It was his mother. I didn't catch on to that. I was like, <laughs> who is that him in a wig? It, it, you can... It, it, what When you watch... When you go to the end and then you go back, you can definitely see that it's him in a wig. Yeah. Vince Vaughn maybe more than this guy in the original because uh-huh. Vince, Vince Vaughn's a little bit like taller bigger yeah. you know but it was weird anyway you'll have to you'll understand when you watch yeah. the original but he sinks the car which was also a cool scene because he knew that the swamp would just take the take car it. yeah which was pretty interesting like so he's probably done this before yeah he's definitely done this before and then there's the scene I want to talk about where the private investigator comes to talk to the sister 
and she's already shown up to her boyfriend's uh, place of work or whatever. Uh-huh. And he was even kind of strange at first. He's he just was. sitting there staring at her. Did he, did he come in the door and just, like, stand there and stare at her and the boyfriend talking? Yeah. So he was just standing there staring at him for a good minute. And he was like, okay, maybe one of you did it. Yeah. I was like, so you think the sister knows where she is? And is but, just sitting here? But just sitting here, but runs to the boyfriend asking where she is. Right. And then you think the boyfriend knows where she is when he literally has no idea what the fuck's going on. Not a clue. He's like literally getting the information from her. He's like, but wait a minute. I just talked to her yesterday. She, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I was just there and all this other stuff. I guess the boyfriend was a little bit more understandable, but the sister accusing the sister is kind of dumb because like. She's literally driving around looking for her. Like, I don't think she would do that no. if she knew where she was. No. So, private investigator shows up at Bates Motel. And I thought that was it. thought that was, you know... But this is only, like, halfway through the movie, so I'm like, oh, great. You know, <laughs> what's what's going to happen? And he's talking to him, and he's getting this weird vibe from him, and he's like retracting statements of his story and uh -huh. he's like uh well you know she was here but i guess yeah she looked a little different it was raining and it was dark and like his story changed a bunch of times he was like well can i you know go see the cabins well he hesitates at her cabin taking her into taking him into the first room should just you know you probably cleaned up good enough you should have just taken him in there because that's what the one he wanted to see anyway. Because you told him that she was in cabin one. It's not like... He did a good job of cleaning up. So yeah. I would have just like, yeah, go ahead. Go, go right ahead. in. And then he starts snooping around. Uh-huh. Dumb freaking idea. Yes. And, you know, he went back and told him, like, I'll be back in an hour or less... I'm going to go see what's up in this house. I need to talk to that old woman. Immediately gets killed. Yeah. By the mother. Immediately. And it's like, <laughs> you should have known that something bad was going to happen when you walk into this hermit's house with his mother, who they don't get customers anymore. And it's just like... You should have seen it coming, is basically what I mean. Yeah. Like, he, he walks, starts walking up the stairs and gets stabbed right in the face. Just falls down the stairs. You're dead, dude. I, no thanks, I'm good. I understand he was a private investigator, but, like, <laughs> no thank you. Go get the sheriff. Yeah. Go, go get some backup. Go get some backup. I'm not walking into this weird house by myself trying to find a dead body, you know? No. You're crazy. Crazy. So, Sam shows up, the boyfriend, to uh, Bates Motel, is looking for the private investigator, but can't find him. Uh-oh, where'd he go? The private investigator in the remake is Frank Gallagher from Shameless. That. Gotcha. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. 
So uh, he starts talking to the de detective, like the actual real mm -hmm. detective, sheriff, whatever. And he starts getting information. He's like, maybe the PI ran off looking for her, or maybe he found the money and ran off with the money. Because that is a lot back then. I actually wrote it. I think I wrote it down. No, it was $300,000 in today's standards. So $40,000 then oh, wow. equals out to 300000 today. So it's a lot of money. Absolutely. So starts talking to the detective. Maybe he ran off, blah, blah, blah. But then they start getting information about Norman. Like, hey, his mother's dead. And they were like, I know for 100% fact I saw a woman in the window and he talked about his mother he's like okay well who'd we bury good question good question let's find out so then you know mother's dead question mark like what's going on here uh -huh. then the immediate the immediate next scene is that he's talking to his mother but the detail you finally figure out after he said his mother was dead is that you never see them converse with each other. It's always out in the hallway, or you you're listening with Marion from uh -huh. the cabin, and you could hear them, you could overhear them argue and stuff. But you never fully see the mother until she goes and stabs her in the shower and stuff. Mm -hmm. So exactly, and then. Sam and the sister, I forget, Mary, or I don't remember the sister's name, want to go search the motel. So they're making this whole plan, like, we're going to go, we're going to go see if we can find the, the, the PI, and we're going to see if we can talk to Norman, if we can go see his mother, no, and then, you know, so on and so forth. So, why? So, they show up to the thing, right? Why was the boyfriend, Sam, being such a dick to Norman? Don't don't get me wrong. You suspect him of killing Marion or yeah. something. But, like, was he a dick in your movie? Yeah. He was acting like such an asshole for no reason. Like, he showed up to this motel and was like, no, I have to sign in. Yeah. And it was like, my boss is paying for it, so I need a receipt. And he's just, like, getting snippy with him. For, like, literally no reason other than the fact that, like, you suspect him of doing something. Yeah, you don't know for sure. No, and that's what you're there to find out, so why were you a dick? Uh-huh. And then they start searching cabin number one, and they found that little Piece note. paper? Uh-huh. That said yep. 40,000 minus 700, yep. whatever. That's exactly what happened in this movie, too. And then they go up to the house looking for the mother. Yeah! And he knocks out Sam. Yeah. Like, yeah. what is with you and wanting You're, to so desperately? Balls. Yeah. You got big kahunas. And you almost died because of it. Yeah. But this is where we see the mother's corpse. And we know for sure. And we, well, we actually find out for the first time. And it kind of confirms, you know, suspicions that the mother is dead and Norman was in disguise as her killing people which is if you if anyone says that they saw the twist coming from the beginning they're a psychopath yeah because it literally didn't give any hints until 
at least until the sheriff said that she's been dead. Yes. Then Anything you can, before that, no. You can then start to say, oh, well, maybe it's him, but I'm not too sure. This confirms uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. So really, it's like the end of the movie till you know for 100% fact that it's him. And uh, I want to talk about the scene that the doctor... Did they have a doctor talk to Norman? Find out what happens and stuff? Like a psychiatrist? Um... He's talking about split personality. Yeah. 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 So I want to talk about that scene. And it's... He's like, oh... You know, I got the story from the mother. And they're like, well, she's dead. He's like, well, I understand that, but you got to understand this is how I'm going to explain it. You got to understand that he's taking on the mother role. When his mother died, it's because Norman killed her and Uh her boyfriend. And, you know, he, he has split personality and that when he's the mother the mother takes over fully and there's no norman left and norman comes back and he's only half back and like that's that's a huge twist on top of a twist oh yeah it's like what not only did he it's not that just it's not just that he thought he was his mother he was his mother he was her like her personality took him over entirely when he started, you know, killing because she was jealous that, you know, he was going to fall in love, blah, 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 whatever. But, like, that's insane. That's such a big twist on top of a big twist. But there was also the terrifying ending, if it's the same as the remake, where the mother's talking in, in his head uh-huh. saying, oh, let them see who I am. I'm not even going to swat this fly. So she doesn't th- so they don't think, oh, she she wouldn't even hurt a fly. And then, like, saying, you know, basically that this has been her plan from the beginning and Uh stuff. Like, that is a cold, terrifying ending. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's one of the scarier ways to be like, yo, this dude's a... Is it like a, like, it's kind of like panned in on his face, sort of? Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like creepy looking. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like smiling at the camera and stuff. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's cool. It is cool. But, uh... Makes me want to watch... I'm going to watch the original. Yeah, the, I, I really enjoyed the original. The original... I even like the remake. It was good. Yeah, for sure. And it's not... If it... I mean, don't get me wrong. It's probably a shot-for-shot remake, which isn't always a bad thing. But... Depends on how well they do it. And it sounds like they might have done it right. Yeah. The right way. It was just people didn't really like the fact that, you know, it was a shot-for-shot remake yeah. or something. But. So, is there any big differences that you Not that noticed? I... I'm going to watch the other movie and see what the For actual... Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, it Not sounds like it, it would be like. a good movie. Yeah. Vince Vaughn and the yeah. guy who plays it's in Shameless. Yeah. yeah. So, I'll have to watch that yeah. one, too. But uh, let's get into some fear facts. One I do have, just I know this, I didn't look it up or anything, I already knew this, was that in that terrifying ending scene where, you know, he's smiling at the camera and uh-huh. the mom's talking or whatever, there's a skull that flashes over his face oh, okay. in the original. I don't know if it was in know. the new one, uh-huh. but for a split second you can see a skull 
Oh, wow. Over top oh, of okay. his face. I know what you're talking about. And then, you know, at the very, very end, they're pulling the car. Out of the swamp. Out of the swamp. Yeah, they showed that too. So, for my first one, director Sir Alfred Hitchcock, he's a sir, he's been knighted, was so pleased with the score written by Bernard Herrmann that he doubled the composer's salary to $34,501. Hitchcock later said, 33% of the effect of Psycho was due to the music. Ironically, he was originally adamant that there should be no music in the shower scene, but he was persuaded by his wife to give it a try. The screeching violins and dire strings, which would inspire the music for Jaws, and... Uh-huh. Uh-huh ending up selling the scene and driving theatrical audiences beyond anything they have ever experienced. Wow. So it was Props all to beca- the wife. <laughs> yeah, true. Props to the wife. And also, that scene couldn't have been achieved if it wasn't for the music, too. Yeah. True. That's true. It, music in this movie is a huge... huge most factor. movies, really. Yeah, it makes you feel a lot of ways. The cast when coming on to do this movie, had to promise not to divulge information about it. Oh, that's cool. So they had to like hold Keep their hold their right hand up and promise yeah. that they wouldn't say anything. That's cool. Alfred Hitchcock. What I was talking about earlier about people being scared of, you know, showers yeah. and stuff. Received an angry letter from a father that his <laughs> daughter wouldn't bathe because of his last movie that I forget the name of. Because someone dies in a bathtub. Yeah. So she started taking showers. So when she saw this movie, she stopped taking showers because she was scared of showers now. So she wouldn't bathe, period. At all. Don't let your kids watch this movie then. But listen, you know what his response to that was? What? He sent a letter back saying, take her to the dry cleaners. Oh my... That's hilarious, actually. That's like a super savage response. Yeah. He's just like, send her to the dry cleaners send then. Her I'm off, not... whatever. Fuck off. I don't care. <laughs> That's so funny. So, Alfred actually bought the book rights for Psycho for 9000 And then he went around and bought as many copies of the book as he could that were out there. So, people wouldn't know what was going to happen. So, people oh, wow. couldn't read it before the movie came yeah. out. Yeah. That's cool. So he went and bought as many copies before people could read it as he could. That's cool, actually. Yeah. Okay, so now it's the bra color for my final fear fact. So what his idea was, it was that towards the beginning of the movie, before she took the money, she had a white bra on. Yeah. Which, to him, symbolized like an angelic... Okay. Uh, angelic personality whatever and then after she takes the money he has her wear a black bra for a baddie for yeah for like you know soiled sin or whatever Uh to kind of give you that you know visual cue of like she's not so pure anymore or whatever that's cool that's just pretty interesting that he put that kind of thought into it yeah that's cool I, like I think that. that this movie is accurately rated at 8.5. Okay. What would you rate the remake? Like a seven. A seven? Seven and a half, yeah. Okay. I liked it. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I would yeah. probably like we'll it too. To, we'll have to do the other one and talk about it. So, I think eight point five is pretty good for it. Okay. If not a nine, eight point five. I might nine. like the original better. I might like the remake better. I don't. Usually, we'll the originals see. are better. Yeah. Nine I times agree. out of ten. I agree. But. Maybe this one for you is the difference. Who knows? So you'll have to watch it. I like Vince Vaughn, so. Yeah, yeah. I like Vince Vaughn, too. Yeah. But, yeah, this one. Good movie. Especially, this is a 10 out of 10 1960s movie. As today's standards, it still holds up. Yeah, it does. It has a good reputation, too. So, I'd I'd say it's pretty accurately rated. So, we have our September lineup. And obviously, when September comes around, I'll put the full lineup on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But we're going to start September 2nd with Poughkeepsie Tapes. And it's supposed to be like one of the most terrifying, fucked up movies ever. Yeah. Horror movies I've ever I've watched made. it by myself. It's very dumb. <laughs> okay. Very dumb. So I'm going to watch it, and we're going to talk about it on September 2nd. Great. Can't wait. But we do want your recommendations. Uh-huh. So... We're going to start a literal list of recommended movies. Yeah. So put it on the Facebook. We're going to write it down so we remember yeah. and we know if we got to it or not. And we also, if anyone's interested about doing guest spots on here, and we can do it over you know, Discord or yeah. if you're, you know... Unable you, to make it here. If you know where we live... If you're listening, know where we live and you want to be on it. Rain. Rain. You want to join us? So if you, you know, want to be here for it or we can do it over Discord. And we this time we can actually um, both be here for the Discord one. She wasn't able to make the last interview, but we'll take it from there. If you're interested in being a guest, let us know. We'll have you on. Yep. We'd love to have yep. you. You get to pick your own movie so on and so forth so yeah let us all know that Thanks movie recommendations on the facebook page just pick a random post and comment on it yep let us know maybe this september you can put your the september lineup you can put your recommendations in if you are interested in being a guest message the slash your siblings facebook's facebook's thing so let us know yeah let us know So we'll catch you next week with the Poughkeepsie tapes. Pretty freaky. Thank you guys. Thank you for listening. Catch you later.